Hello. Good morning. You said a minute ago that we're going to have a 10-minute talk about the resurrection, which seems wrong to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than the random words from Scripture that we were talking that's about, true. too. So. That's a game we're putting out this holiday season. <laughs> find it on Amazon. Here are our words. Find the context. <laughs> that could be a fun game. Anyway. I apologize for being a little throaty here today. Hopefully we can get through. We will. You've got your cider. I do indeed. Does not have honey or apple cider vinegar in it. It does not. No, but it is hot and it is liquid, and so that's a helpful thing. It is okay. Let's talk about the resurrection in ten minutes. Yeah. So we, you know, as we have been working through this um, this gospel of Luke, and Luke has been establishing a foundation for faith that that we can know the um, the veracity of the things that we've been taught. He's gone through and done this research and. Um, for his own faith. And so then having worked through everything and investigated it thoroughly and, and backed it all up, he's putting together what he calls an orderly account mm-hmm. for his friend Theophilus, uh, which is, I think, one of the greatest names ever. And I, I wish I had named one of my children Theophilus, meaning God lover. Could have called him Theo. That's right. <laughs> Theo! So many Huxley. Wow, that's moments. the second podcast in a row I've said Theo. In a row, yeah. <laughs> uh, but now we're getting to this culmination of the story in chapter 24 and um, last week was really the the climax of the story as Jesus dies in our place and and the cross is that's the central message that mm-hmm. that not just that he died that but that he died for us the one who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God and last week our memory verse um, was 1 Corinthians one eighteen that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to, to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Now, as we're looking at this particular story, uh, we see some of that play out as as their doubts come up. And, you know, it is interesting to me. Jesus told them in advance this was going to happen. I mean, he's he's been saying straight along, the Son of Man's going to be betrayed, he's going to... Uh, the, he's going to suffer, he, he's going to be put to death, he's going to be raised again on the third day. And every time, it, it just doesn't click for him, it doesn't mm-hmm, make sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he's laid it out over and over again. Now it's coming to pass, and they're still like, what? What's happening? Right. And it reminds me a lot of how we live our lives. You and I were talking about this before we started recording that so often, you know, we can see it and we keep going through the same patterns. Mm-hmm. We keep going through the same things over and over. And, and even though we know it, we don't choose to think those thoughts rightly, right, you know. Yeah. So it's there in front of us, but we don't, um, we still don't take hold of it and yeah. make it, make it our own. And so often, you know, we get freaked out by our circumstances and whatever else. And we know that God is, is, all powerful. We know that He loves us, that He's a good Father who answers prayers. Um, that He He knows even before we pray them. I mean, it's not like He's in any way surprised by our circumstances. And we see Him over and over provide for our needs. Right. And yet, every time it seems like we still then get thrown off by the things that that knock us off course. It, it doesn't like, make It's sense. almost like it's not enough. We don't think it's ever enough. Yeah, yeah. And that's... It's part of our sinful nature that... that yeah, that doesn't cor- feel good. No, that, that <laughs> innate depravity and corruption yeah. that's in us that has stained all of our thinking, that even when we see the truth, know the truth, choose the truth, 
on a grander scale, we still have to choose it in these individual moments, and we're not great at that. We have a tendency through our own personal wickedness, whether by nature or by choice, um, we still, even now, have this tendency to suppress the truth, to think in terms of worldliness and worldly thinking, following the patterns that the devil has put in place, that our natural urges will draw us to, that the world around us will, will press down upon us, that the whispers of the enemy in our, in our soul's ears will lead us astray. Rather than, than choosing to embrace what we know to be true, what we've seen to be true, what has proven itself over and over again, that God is faithful, he doesn't change. And we have all of the scriptures with all of this history showing us that when God says something, he does it. Mm-hmm. And now we have the ultimate illustration of that in the resurrection and God has been saying since Genesis 3 that the serpent crusher would come the seed of the woman would would defeat the serpent would crush his head that's my advent devotional verse by the way I need to start thinking about it all right I like it Um, and now we see it see this happening and all through God keeps reminding us taking us back here we're going to do this I made this promise to Abraham I made this promise to David mm-hmm. you know we see it Daniel is talking about what Messiah will bring uh, what the uh, Isaiah talks about all of the the prophets are calling Israel to look back to what they were called to be and to look forward to what God is is calling them to always remembering what God has done but understanding that God is doing a new thing and he's taking mm-hmm. us to a new mm-hmm. place so here then, uh, in chapter 24, we see that on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared. You remember at the end of chapter 23, um, they were preparing spices and perfumes uh, for the body, for, for the tomb. Um, they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Well, now these same women, <coughs> excuse me, uh, are, are taking these spices to the grave um, to do what needed to be done. Verse 2 says that they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. So, obviously, that's a pretty freaky thing in any situation, right. whatever's going on. <clears throat> While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in, in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside, uh, beside them. Luke doesn't call them angels here. Um, but it's, but not everybody has clothes that gleamed a, like Yeah, lightning. it's a pretty obvious and apparent thing that he's talking about. Uh, the other gospel uh, writers may specifically call them that. We know in Luke's context that's what he's telling mm-hmm. us. While they were wondering about this, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. This is a, a natural humility that... that would come about here but the men said to them why do you look for the living among the dead that question by itself before you even get into the rest of what they say that question has so much weight to it yeah jesus is alive before he ever says he's he's been raised and and he's going to remind them or they're going to remind them of what jesus had told them in advance saying you're here among the dead Mm -hmm. seeking the living you're not going to find the living where the dead are <clears throat> anyway, he uh, he's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. So the, the women 
may not have caught any of that before, right. but when the angels remind like, them, oh, gotcha. Right. Okay, he said that. So <clears throat> they're they're in this bizarre situation. Yeah, can you even imagine? No, I mean, and, and you're still reeling, right? <laughs> right so right. all of these emotional events, you're still grieving the right, death of the master. Your emotions are like at capacity. And not just the death, but right. the the specific kind of death that, that you he had died. to witness. Yeah, right. and, and and they're there yeah, while right. while others are scattering. Right. They're following. Right. They're staying there. They're weeping. They're wailing. They're doing the work that needs to happen. Like if you think, oh, think about that today. Like think about if you witnessed that today. Not even with, you know, Jesus, with anybody. If you witness right. that death with anybody, that would be an incredibly traumatic experience. Right. And, and who knows what they're thinking. So right. If this is medieval times, right. then they're going to think, oh, it's, you know, it's come to life. There's a, some goblin around. Right, 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 right. You know, if, and there were People lots of. People might think that today, too. There were lots of superstitions right. at this time. Could have been that. Maybe they're thinking the body's been stolen. What have they done with them? In That's fact, been that, kind of a thing hasn't it like people have said that or well yeah and they, and they actually um have that you know mary has that same response in, in right. another gospel that you know they've, they've taken the body and i don't know where they've laid him and then jesus reveals himself to her but as as we see these uh these things come together in the story <laughs> he's not here he's risen the way he told you he was going to rise, mm-hmm. then it clicks for him. And when they come back to the come back from the tomb in verse nine, they told all these things to the eleven and to all of the others. So you've got the eleven, the twelve minus Judas, and not just them, but other disciples who are with them. So when they come and tell them, Luke actually identifies them here. He hasn't identified these women yet, but in verse ten he identifies them. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James. And then others with them as well. So those uh, those three women are specifically named here by Luke, known to the people. That adds a historicity to it. Um, mm, there's a yeah. personal connection, and the others with them who told who told this to the disciples. Verse eleven strikes me in the middle of this. But they, the the eleven and the others with them, but they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. That I mean, typical. Well, it is. It's so typical of us when we're in a dark place, when we're struggling. And, and, you know, we've talked lots of times about depression. And when we get to this place where um, the devil's convinced us of things that that seem so obvious and true but aren't. Mm -hmm. Then when that happens and we hear truth and we hear the things that that are actually real, it seems like nonsense. We can't possibly Or when you're outside of it. Yeah. Then it's like, what? Did, what are you talking what, right. about? And that's why, the, I remember verse for last week, uh, that, that's why the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're outside of that, if the Spirit hasn't opened your eyes to be able to see it, then this idea of living your life for some dead martyr, this guy that died on the cross, that, that's just dumb. Right. It's morbid, it's twisted, and uh, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But when you are on the inside, as you said, you know, as you, when, when it's captured your heart and you realize his, his death is my life, right. the cross meant to kill is my victory, right. that power, that resurrection power that we see here in this chapter makes the cross so much bigger than any other part of life. Mm-hmm. And then we, we see that, you know, Paul says you can't get away from the resurrection 
with our gospel. Mm -hmm. if, if there is no resurrection, if it didn't happen, just as Scripture said, if Jesus wasn't raised from the, from the dead, then our preaching is useless. Right. Your faith is useless. Right. And we're to be pitied above all people. But instead, praise be, God has given us a new hope into this life by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. I feel like there's a lot more to talk about. So Thank much Thankfully, more. we have a longer uh, time together next week. Uh, so we will talk more about them. If anybody has any questions, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of questions that could come with this. Uh, feel free to send us an email, somethingreal at reallifeonline.org. Can they leave a voicemail at anchor.com? For one more month. They can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can leave a, a voicemail. Um, I don't know if it's on. I think you can just do it through the app. Um, so if you have the Anchor app downloaded and you listen to us that way, you can really easily leave a voicemail question. Uh, you can do it anonymously if you would like. Um, or you can leave a message on our Facebook page. Just search uh, Real Life Community Church. And we will talk more about this next week. And be sure to listen to the message that I'll post tomorrow. And hopefully it doesn't sound like there is bacon cooking in the background. <laughs> We're going to work out these sound issues one day. At least not without actual bacon. That's true. That's a big disappointment. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.